Hey, everybody. What's up? Hey, Jill. Hi, Caleb. How are you today? I am fantastic. Yeah? You want to know why? Why? Because we are going to be talking about something that is kind of current in the news, in the media today. So All right. We're going to be talking about scholarships. Yeah. Specifically, and athletic scholarships. And how do they work? Yeah. I think we'll talk about some of the general scholarship piece, too, but mm-hmm. not in great detail. Um I was talking with somebody recently and they brought up this question of like, how does this all go together and how do I think about it in this certain way? And so hopefully we can kind of clarify and simplify things for some families out there. Yes. I love it. Well, let's let's dig in. All right. Before we do, actually. Yes. I wanted to say tomorrow is Earth Day. Tomorrow is? Yes. The 22nd. April 22nd. Okay. The 50th anniversary. Wow. Of Earth Day. Who knew? Yeah. You knew. I knew. What are your plans? You're the brains of the operation. Do you you have anything that you could do? Anything that I can do. Um, That you're planning. I don't know what tomorrow. Resolution, maybe. I haven't. I haven't thought about the rest of today. Oh my gosh! And you're just springing this on me. I'm gonna think on it though. Okay. Do you have any plans? One thing that I do like to do with my kids is just pick up around our house, like on the outside of our house. Since there's some new builds in the area, Mm. there's a lot of garbage that kind of just gets left on the ground, and you know, with the wind, it gets picked up, so it gets caught in the weeds and whatnot. So I just like to get a big bag, get the kids out there. Even the neighborhood kids sometimes like to join (laughs) in. Yes. I like it. And then just clean up around us. Yeah. So that's great. That's what we like to do. We might plant a tree this weekend. We do want to plant a couple trees. So that would be good. I've done that for Arbor Day at one point or another, but not for Earth Day. Arbor Day. Is that in the spring? That. Or when is that? Arbor Day, I think, is in the fall. In the fall. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. We'll have to verify that, folks. <laughs> Whenever Arbor Day is, I'm going to the Arboretum in Overland Park. Because yes, it is gorgeous. It is. I haven't been there for years, actually. It's worth the trip. Yeah. I'll have to go back. Don't Little they do a big thing for Christmas? Oh, yeah. They, they uh, what do they even call it? I don't know, but it's beautiful. Yeah. They, they have candles. There are thousands of candles lining oh, the, the walkway through the forest. Yeah. And you kind of like, kind of go through and you see all these cool things. Yeah. And, and then they have hot, local hot cocoa and local hot cider. Mm-hmm. They have hay rides. And, Fun. Yeah, it's cool. A nice little experience. True. So yeah, you think about that. Maybe you want to start a compost pile. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Keep maybe, it outside maybe. though. Oh, that's no. the key. That's the key. <laughs> That's a key. That no would be wonder Molly's intense. been angry with me. Right. <laughs> right. I'm just piling it in our bedroom right oh, now. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what that smell is. <laughs> oh, funny. Anyway, if you are listening and you'd like to do something great for Earth Day, let us know what you are yeah, doing comment. on our social media. Shoot us a message. Yeah, shoot us a message. And um, maybe next year we will do something similar or come together and do something really great. I love it. Yeah, me too. On to scholarships. On to scholarships. The meat and potatoes. That's right. Yeah. So uh, there are going to be a few things that I want to discuss throughout this conversation, right? Great. Um, there, there are some kind of big frameworks that I want to touch on, and then we're going to get into some of the details and kind of start talking through the differences between the different divisions and how they look at things and yeah. what that scholarship money kind of looks like and, and, and maybe how we can kind of leverage some of those awards. Yeah. Okay. But but the very first thing is pay. I want families to make sure that they're paying attention to the net price 
right? So some schools may give a giant athletic scholarship compared to some other school. But again, keep in mind, maybe you're comparing a private school to a public school and maybe their actual cost per year is about the same. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So so don't get freaked out by sticker price of a college. Um, they may say that they are sixty thousand dollars a year, which is a ton of money. It is. But if their average award is twenty five thousand mm-hmm. now, maybe they're more in line with even a public school that you're considering right. along the way. Yeah. Good advice. So be, be aware of that net price per year. OK. Now, the other messy thing, and I find this very, very frustrating, is that more and more schools are going to the language of a four-year scholarship, Mm -hmm. right? And they bundle it all together, and it looks like this humongous, giant number, and it makes it super attractive. Make sure you divide by four. Right. (laughs) Right? I'm getting a $16,000 scholarship. That is awesome. Yes. Sounds really And over four years, that's a lot of money. It is. Four thousand per year. Per year. Per year. Exactly. Which does help for sure helps. Yeah. But it's not gonna be sixteen thousand per year. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of confusion in just the language of, of how that goes forth. Like I, I think I think a lot of families just don't understand exactly what that means or they don't mm-hmm. look at the little fine print after the big number because right. clearly that's what the colleges want us to focus on mm-hmm. is that beautiful giant number. Yes. <laughs> but it uh, again, make sure that you are, are asking the right questions and making sure that you're identifying whether this is a four-year scholarship or a one-year scholarship so that you can make really good decisions. So, yeah. for instance, like even even locally here, KU, even their, some of their academic scholarships, they talk in terms of like it's a four-year award. Yeah. It's $4,000 if you have a certain G- GPA and a mm-hmm. certain ACT. Oh, well, that's 1000 a year, which right. is still good. Right. Yep. Who's going to turn away free money? Right. I wouldn't. Not me. And so there's still value there, but just make sure that you know exactly what you're considering. Yep. And not all of them are renewable year after year. True. I mean, some of them could be. Yeah, some maybe. You know, four thousand for one right. year. Right. And and be yeah exactly. So be aware of that too. I, I think most schools, most organizations have kind of tried to move away from the only freshman year scholarship, mm-hmm. primarily just because they realized that that retention dropped significantly yeah. because of it. Yep. You can afford it the first year, but then all of a sudden you can't, and now you're kind of out all that time and money and right and i'm sure the student wants to continue oh for sure a lot of you know a lot of students want to go to the same school for four years some don't right uh but yeah if you want to keep your students at a certain college right (laughs) well and even think about it from this perspective even if you transfer to a less expensive school at that point well maybe not all your your credits transferred so now instead of graduating in four years now it's four and a half or five years or even more money even (laughs) more money oh boy oh It's that balance of looking for the long term and also making sure that you identify, can I afford it each year? Yes, absolutely. Each individual year. Yep. So, all right. Perfect. Well, thanks, thanks, for, thanks bring- for letting me walk yeah. through some of that. I was going to say, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> so, how does this kind of play into college athletics? Yeah. Like, how does that how does that play? Right. And and I think that's kind of what we want to address to some degree. Um, 
we're in the midst of this global pandemic called COVID <laughs> and we, things are just different for some of the current classes, uh, class of 2021, in fact, NCAA and NA, the NAIA. So just for those of you who aren't aware, the NCAA is primarily made up of three divisions, yes. division one, mm-hmm. which many of us think about. We think of the, the KU Jayhawks or yes. the Wildcats of Kansas yes. state or the Tigers of Mizzou. Mm-hmm. We think of those big schools, the ones that we typically see on TV, um, playing for national championships that everybody's kind of paying attention to for particularly for like March Madness and things like that. Right. So those are, those are, uh, division one schools. Mm -hmm. They, they are going to award the most money and it's the most competitive, most selective. Okay. All right. Division two, also very competitive, less scholarship money to award. And what kind of schools are we looking at there? So that could be a lot of a lot of different schools. Some of them are going to be private. Some could be like places locally, like William Jewell mm-hmm. or St. Mary. Yep. Uh, but it could also be public schools too. Um, so I think of like Pitt State, yeah. or I think of Emporia State, or Northwest Missouri State, or things Ottawa like that. University. Ottawa is. You know, know what? Ottawa has always been there. NAIA, which okay. we'll get to okay. in a second. Okay, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Apologies. So, so generally, they're a little bit smaller state schools or sometimes larger private schools mm-hmm. or just private schools that just, again, maybe they, they align m- more with those Division II schools. Okay. Okay. So Division II schools, still competitive, generally... N- Again, you're still going to be focused a lot of time and energy in, in that athletic world yep. once you're in college, and just like you would Division One. There's just maybe not as mu- quite as much fanfare. Um, most of the time, the, the campuses can still be pretty intense and still engaged yeah. with athletics, and yeah. they, it's a little bit more supportive. And it's a small, oftentimes they're smaller universities, yep. so maybe it's you, you actually know the athletes. Yeah, on, that's fun too. On the court or on the field, mm-hmm. and you get to know them a little bit. So that's there's also an interesting aspect there. Yeah. And then you have Division Three. Division Three is very different than Division One and Two in that they don't they they actually can't award athletic scholarships. Really. And we'll talk about how that kind of works and what that actually looks like here in a moment. But those tend to be a little bit more academic focused mm-hmm. schools, generally speaking. Right, makes um, sense. A lot of them are smaller private schools, or you start looking at some schools like in like Wash U mm-hmm. in St. Louis. Right. Or University of Chicago, very academically minded universities. And they're they they kind of want their students to be focused on that piece, even though they still have football and they still have lacrosse and they still have whatever. Yeah. It's just not super competitive. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So no awards there. And then you have NAIA. Yes. And then junior colleges and things like that. Yes. Right. NAIA is the lesser known of uh, uh, athletic conference Mm -hmm. uh, or or division compared to NCAA. But a lot of NAI schools are are found here in in the Midwest. Yeah. So a lot of the schools, the small private schools that you've seen, a lot of them are going to be NAI. William Jewell, before they went division two was an AIA. Yeah. Um, you have schools like mid America and Baker and Benedictine and Avila. Those are all, NAIA schools, yeah. Park and, yep. and Parkville. So Very a lot cool. of those local ones yeah. are, are that way. 
And they, they and they be super competitive too. For sure. I mean, we've seen it. Oh, I've yeah. been to several great games. athletes yeah. show up at those at NAI schools. Yep. It just sometimes maybe they're a little bit undersized, especially for Division One. Mm-hmm. But maybe they the the student wants to focus on academics as well, or they want a smaller environment, yep, a smaller or they school. want mm-hmm. maybe a faith based institution. Things like that yep. come into play when we we start looking at more NAIA schools. Yeah. Yep, and so there's just it just seems like there's a college for everyone, honestly. Oh yeah, there's so many options out there if you for want to sure. play sports. Yeah, and it, it can be it doesn't matter the level. It can be a great opportunity to to build some of that camaraderie that students mm-hmm. have have gained during their high school years. Yeah, at the college level too, right? You get to know your peers really, really well. You build that team uh, aspect. Yeah, and you still get to do something you really enjoy. Super. And get a scholarship for it. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Bonus. That is a win. Yeah. So I mentioned it earlier. During COVID, things have shifted a little bit. So for instance, NCAA historically has always required a certain GPA and a certain ACT score Mm -hmm. in order to be eligible to play. Now, sometimes you see like red shirts athletes yeah sometimes those red shirts are sometimes it's it's going to be an academic red shirt sometimes it's going to be an injury red shirt but sometimes those freshman red shirts are people who may not have quite gotten either the gpa or their act quite where they needed it to and they can't compete that first year but then they can the second because their their gpa in college is just fine yeah that makes sense does that make sense Mm -hmm. so that's something to be aware of For the class of 2021, I don't think NCAA has actually released the information for class of 2022 yet, but for 2021, for NCAA Division I, a student just had to have a minimum of a 2.3 GPA. Okay, that's doable. No ACT. No ACT. So just a Mm 2.3 and no GPA. And this goes back, this data goes back to 2009, but do you know what the average GPA was in the U.S. in 2009? In 2009? Uh Uh-huh. Higher or lower? Um... Than 2.3. What do you think? Mm, I mean, we think of C C average, right? It's supposed to be the middle. Yeah. That would be a 2.0. I would like to say, well, probably in 2009, maybe lower, but I feel like now it's much higher. Mm. It was around a 3.0. 3.0? In in 2009. Yeah. And it's even higher now. Right. Uh, That great inflation is very real. Yes. (laughs) Um, and, And so we need to be aware of that. So a 2.3, many, many, many student athletes are going to be able to reach that minimum. Yes, yeah. And then for Division Two and Division Three, their requirements are a 2.2 GPA. Yeah. So a little, not a huge difference difference there. Usually there's, the ACT difference is a bit more, and usually the GPA is even shifted Mm -hmm. a little bit more than just a tenth of a point. Yeah. Uh, But that's something to be aware of. And then the NAIA actually just went to a minimum of 2.0 GPA. Oh, man. But then you have to maintain a 2.0 or higher in college in order to stay eligible. Yeah. So. I feel like that's very doable. Oh, yeah. Very, very doable. Yeah. I mean, you're there to study, right? Right. Well, some. In theory. (laughs) theory. Some students, some not. So those are some of the parameters and, and the expectations. Again, we'll, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen for 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there are going to be some shifts and changes in that piece. But again, most students are going to be eligible. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So that's that's a, that's a win. Yeah, absolutely. So then we can actually get to that scholarship piece. Yes. Can and, and I, can you touch on the th- the piece that's we think of athletic scholarships and we immediately think the, the award straight from football, well, like but, all the big ones. Yeah, right? for sure. But but even specifically from the university, right? Right. That's like almost 
ubiquitous. Yeah. So tell us about this other piece. So there's like so many scholarships for so many different sports, right? Sure. So let's get into some of the ones that are a little bit unusual. And awarded not by the university. Not awarded by. That's the key. Yes. Right? Correct. Correct. So you might have to look for them, but they're definitely out here. So there's one for um, professional bowlers. Yeah, the PBA. Right? Like They award a scholarship each year. That's amazing. Yeah. $1,000. Yeah. I'll take it. For sure. I Why not? still need the things on the side. So it's not for me, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> the gutters. What are they? <laughs> the gutter check thing. You, you need the, the... Oh, yeah. What are those called? Bumpers? The, yeah. I definitely need the bumpers. <laughs> I'm really bad. No shame. I mean, I can get strikes every once in a while when I'm really concentrating. We know you can. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and then, like, fencing? Fencing. Right? Some outside kinda, scholarships for fencing. Fun, yeah. yeah. That's pretty neat. Um, this is a really interesting one. There's the Lee E. Shower Memorial Scholarship from the YMCA, provided by the YMCA. Guess what sport? Mm, basketball? Any sport. Really? You just have to apply. Interesting. $12,000 scholarship. Cool. You just apply. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? And any student athletes eligible. Correct. Wow. Fun. That's amazing. Now, I do believe that's $12,000 over, over the course of four years. Four years. Right? Thank so you. I was going to yeah. ask that. Let's clarify that. Soccer um, by Massachusetts Youth Soccer Association. Perfect. Okay. Who knew? I'll take it. Uh, National Gymnastics Foundation for Gymnastics. Cool. That's cool. Um, This is one that I thought was a little different, but really interesting. So the scholarship is NSHSS, Student Athlete Scholarship, given by the National Society of High School Scholars. Again, any sport, it's $2,000, scholarship. So how do you qualify? You literally just write no more than 500 words about how you manage to balance sports and your life. Oh. That's well, it. That seems pretty eligible for yeah. almost everybody. Right. An essay. <laughs> less than 500 words. Yeah. That's it's cool. Amazing. Yeah. And, you and $2,000 doing... yes. for an essay. Yes. I love it. I do too. Hockey. Yeah. Golf. Women's it, golf is really yeah, this big. This is I really cool. Scholarships so make, making sure you're looking for your state associations or yes. professional professional sports teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like the hockey one you were just alluding to yeah. was awarded by the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Right? Really so cool. So like check those out. They're going to have some different pieces in there and maybe, maybe you can get some cash that way. Yeah. I mean, even if you pick up one, one or two. That would be amazing. Right. That's, For that's a little, sure. That's a, that's a little chunk yeah. out of your big bill there. I love that. Me too. So let's talk about the institutional scholarships for athletics, because I think that's probably the bigger picture and probably on average the bigger dollar amount, at least at most schools. Yep. Okay. So uh, the the basic formula for this, I'm not going to get into all of the details, but but basically in Division One, each athlete, each coach is given a certain number of full ride scholarships that they can award. For their sport, and it's kind of funny. I was looking at this earlier. Some of them are kind of random, like 12, 12.7. Yeah, for sure. Like, well, there's that. What? What's twelve point seven people? Like that's <laughs> well, they can't put a dollar amount, <laughs> right? So they're just trying to like be sort of fair, right? Yeah. So like yeah. you're exactly so right. Strange. This is it's such a weird process. Yeah. But like a 12, 12.7 12. 
and scholarships for the basketball teams, mm-hmm. right? So Division One can give, let, let's say that the college costs $20,000. Yep. They can give $12.7, $20,000 scholarships. Well, they can't give 0. 0.7. Right. Or they can spread that out over 18 players. Yes. Right? Yeah. So whatever that looks like for them, that's kind of be how they, they figure that out. Right. So the average scholarship for Division One athletes is in the eighteen to $19,000 range as of nice. 2019-2020. Yeah. Right? So Not bad. I, I think that that is something to kind of keep your eye on. And, and again, they award athletic scholarships make up a big chunk of scholarships for students, yep. right? Yep. I mean, ha- yeah. Four four point two billion billion dollars. I yeah. almost said million because yeah. that would be a lot, right? Ish, Billi- <laughs> but billions of dollars. What's the B? So again, keep your make make sure you're paying attention to those pieces when you do when you sign a letter of intent as an athlete. Uh, basically, that's when you've gotten the offer from the school, and this is where you're saying, "Hey, this is where I want to go." On there, it's going to state exactly what the scholarship is, mm-hmm. and it 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 should probably say per year, right? On it, right? Pay attention. So how it's initially advertised is probably going to be in that four year range, right? Mm-hmm. So like, hey, we're going to give you eighty thousand dollars in in athletic scholarship. Except for that's over four years, right? Right. In this particular case, we're talking about the, the on the letter of intent that you're going to sign. It's going to be by year. Yes. Okay. So it'll be it'll say twenty thousand dollars on it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's th- just academic. I mean, I'm just sorry, athletic. that's just athletic. Yes, yeah. so that's not academic. Yeah. So. so some students may still qualify for need based scholarship. They yep. still may qualify for other pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely. Good point. Yeah. And I want to I want to touch on that a little bit here in a second. Okay, great. Great. NCAA Division 2 again, smaller scholarship opportunities. Mm-hmm. Great. Again, still going to help fund your education and you yes. still get to have fun doing yes, competing please. in the sport that you like. Um but the average the average awards are in the 6500 to $8,000 range. Yeah, not bad. Uh still quite a bit of money. Yeah. Right. And that's per year, mm-hmm. not over four years. Because oh, I hate talking in terms right, of four years. Right, right, right. Um, and even if you get injured during a sport, there are oftentimes still ways in which you can still keep your scholarship. Um, not always, but sometimes. Yeah. So keep that in mind. That's interesting. Because you're, so you, you're still you want a little team. personal story? Oh, boy. Here we go. Walking down memory lane. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Let's hear it. So this was way back in the day. But uh, I went on baseball and football scholarships. Nice. And three weeks into my freshman football season, I tackled a guy. My shoulder popped. Ooh. And I ended up having two shoulder surgeries through college. Sad. So I never actually got to fully compete in either sport. Um, football, I ended up keeping my scholarship all four years because I still really? volunteered and helped with the team. Oh, nice. I was actually one of the guys up in the, at the top of a the the press box yeah. videotaping and stuff oh, like perfect. that. It was kind of fun. Yeah. And I still loved, I, I knew the guys. I yeah. wanted to go support them. And I was I would have been sitting in the bleachers watching anyway. So. Fantastic. Yeah. That's it was awesome. a lot of fun. Baseball, on the other hand, I ended up f- foregoing after my sophomore year. Okay. Right. My, my freshman year, I kind of sat the bench um, and just kind of, after my surgery, just was around. Yeah. And my 
my sophomore year, you know how people say that they run track? Mm-hmm. I say that I ran baseball. Oh, no. <laughs> because I would literally just show up. I would run my distance, my sprints, and then just watch practice. And it was, got, I was kind of over it. got your cardio in. I was kind of over it. Yeah. So I, I kind of moved on junior and senior year, and I did not receive that scholarship. Okay. So there may be ways in which the the coach, the team, they will figure something out to help you yeah. keep your scholarship if you want or need it. That's really nice. Yeah. Good, good so that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. So NCAA Division II, they're awarding scholar, smaller awards, but keep in mind that, again, they, the coaches are still given a certain number. So instead of that 12.7 right. number, maybe it's maybe they have six full scholarships that they can give for that particular sport. Yeah. And now that they're just splitting it over the same, generally the same number of mm-hmm. student athletes. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep, it sure does. And then we get to NCAA Division Three. Now this is no the this is the oddball. <laughs> yeah, no scholarships. So this is one where you have to be careful. Uh, some most Division Three will still kind of frame it as an athletic scholarship. Okay. Even though it's not, they'll call it an academic and athletic scholarship or something okay. like that. Um, they can't officially. I was going to say, so it's not official. No. So it's if you there. when you sign your letter of intent for Division Three, there's not going to be any scholarship money on that particular mm-hmm. piece so you make sure you're paying attention to that kind of language you don't in order to keep that scholarship you don't have to continue with the sport you're continuing with the sport because you you're passionate about it you yeah, love it you want to do it mm-hmm. right and again you want that that environment that's whatever yeah. that looks like for you yeah right so Very it's kind of cool um, and there are a lot of Division Three schools across the country. There are actually more Division Three than there are Division One or Division Two. Okay. So easier to find, huh? Yeah. And then you have NAIA. NAIA schools again, a, a fairly smaller set, uh, a little bit closer to the size of a divi- number of Division Two schools across the country. Mm-hmm. And their average awards are in the, uh, right around the $8,000 mark. Yeah, not bad. So pretty comparable division two, maybe even a little bit more in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, again, typically smaller schools, um, sometimes private, more maybe more private than division two. So maybe the net price is still touch more. A little bit more, yeah. Uh, but it depends on the case. Mm-hmm. And again, oftentimes private schools do also award larger uh, merit-based scholarships based upon your academics. Yeah. So if you're a high academic achieving student and an athlete, then you can really make right. some, you're going to have some dollars make in your a pocket there. in that yeah, for sure. overall total. <laughs> for sure. And then you have junior colleges or community colleges, and those are going to be even smaller because the cost of attendance is much, much lower. Yes. And then kind of go from there. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? Very interesting. I'm, I'm glad that we were able to break down that athletic division and kind yeah. of talk about each piece because I do feel like that gets a little bit confusing. Yeah. So thank you for breaking uh, that down. I do what I can. Yeah. Um, and, and then again, making sure that you are, you're paying attention to some different pieces. If you are, a, to be completely honest, if you're a high academic achieving student, especially at a, uh, at a division two or NAI school, mm-hmm. you are going to be much more attractive to that coach. Yeah. Primarily because maybe they don't have to award you as much from the Scott, from the athletic scholarship side, because you're going to get a larger academic scholarship, Okay. which allows them to save that money and allocate it elsewhere mm-hmm. on other high achieving 
good good athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. it's it can be a little bit of a game for the coaches. Yeah, and making sure that we're like aware Tetris. of that game. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So even again, if you are if you're a coach and you're comparing two athletes that are same caliber, you're probably going to lean toward the one that's going to get that extra thousand dollar of academic scholarship because Mm -hmm. you don't have to give that extra thousand dollars. Nice. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. So kind of be aware of that, know how that's going to be working out and just know that there, there can be some flexibility. Mm -hmm. Um, it never hurts to ask. I was just thinking like, just ask questions, ask different, you know, ask the coaches, ask your counselors, just ask the questions. And if it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. And now, you know, exactly. What's the worst they're going to say? No? No. No. Right. That's it. And then you move on. <laughs> and then it's done. <laughs> exactly. So, right. Very good. Is there anything else you want to share with us, Caleb? No. I, I think that's kind of the base, the basics. Yeah. I think they're, they're, it can get messy once you get into each individual school. Or if you have a particular situation and there are five schools that you're looking at, they may each school may be looking at things a little bit differently. Sure. And then it get, can get messier, but hopefully these basics kind of get people moving in the right direction. Yep, I agree. Awesome. Well, if you have any further questions, feel free to uh, call us or email us or getsmarterprep.com. Um, we're all over the internet. We have all the social media handles and we just appreciate you listening. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear us every week and we will see you next week. High school can be tough. We'll help you navigate some of the areas you need help with, including the college preparation process by providing advice for families. Every student is different and has a unique path. That's why we created this podcast. Our innovative and intentional approach builds confidence in the individual student. Listen each week to find out how students can score better on college placement tests with techniques and methods that build confidence, beat test anxiety, and identify strengths within each student. You're listening to Simply Smarter with hosts Caleb and Jill. Check out our blog at GetSmarterPrep.com for more college prep-related topics.